I'm Jeremy Greer. And I am Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, a podcast where we pit Avengers versus X-Men. We talk about them. We clash our, our action figures, our figs around, mm-hmm. uh, and we, we bash them up and see who comes up as a winner. Thanks for uh, bearing with us. We took a little bit of a break when we did What If, uh, and we are back on our normal schedule. Uh, so you're going to have yeah. episodes Saturdays and Wednesdays from this point forward until we decide to change it. Until we uh, decide to do another movie or TV show. Or until, uh, or unless you listen to these on the Patreon, in which case basically nothing has changed for you in like five years. So. Yeah, or, <laughs> or in Patreon stasis. Or we just decide to change it arbitrarily. Yeah. You we, know, like a couple of Riddlers, the podcast Riddlers. We're going to cover every item, trinket, and gun, and everything to, no, everything to Gungeon. Everything to Gungeon. It's happening. The, um, yeah, this is, uh, I I'll admit, uh, last week and then the week before I was feeling a little bit, you, I think you and I were both feeling a little down on our idea to do this entire crossover. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a good week. All these, all these issues justify their presence mm-hmm. in the crossover. Uh, and they're generally well-written and fun to read. And the, you know, even the stuff that seems like it would be a little off the wall, like uh, a whole issue that focuses on Mr. Sinister or that focuses on, uh, I think it's frenzy. Uh, it, mm-hmm. d- it end up being really it, very interesting or cool, and you know, have yeah. so, have something to say about you know, in either contradiction or at least about the thing, the overall arc. Like it's just these are really good tie-ins. Um, yeah, and we're in kind of a weird moment. So we we covered Avengers versus X Men five in the last session. So we know that we have our Phoenix Five out there, and uh, we're through these like next four issues. We're kind of going to see what they've been doing through the lens of just all of these people, of these other people in the world, uh, which is a kind of a cool thing. Like that's kind of a neat way to experience this. I think I don't I don't know if you are kind of yeah. digging that or not. I I just I I I'm I'm good with it. I don't know if it's. I wonder if I, we were reading these in real life when they came out, if they would be we'd see more of this stuff firsthand. You know, if this is how they planned it to just switch, uh, that's really cool because the, the Phoenix five are supposed to be kind of alien intelligences, not doing anything from their perspective. Like from that point on is a really cool idea. Exactly. Yeah. Just seeing, yeah. you know, watching what's happening through, through the lens of everybody else as you know, you see these like godlike beings doing a bunch of crazy shit without really understanding what their motivations are at this point. Yep. Um, and only, yeah. only over time kind of learning that. Uh, but before we get into any of that stuff, we have to wrap up one issue that we kind of skipped over along the way, which was X-Men Legacy 267. Uh, this is going to wrap up our, our little arc at the school. So for people at home mm-hmm. that may or may not remember, uh, some of the X-Men stayed behind with the kids at Wolverine's Academy. Uh, Rogue specifically, which is what this title kind of, who this title centers around, has this moment of like, do I want to get out there? What reason would I do it out, get out there for it? And uh yeah, it's it's just interesting. So she stayed behind. She's not going to participate in this war. Uh, and then the Avengers come a call in, and we we pick this up in the middle of a fight. Yeah, the big reveal at the end of the last one was that they had an Iron Man. Uh, so we're, we're going to see the uh, the fallout from that. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and the the last one had a lot more Rogue internally remembering fighting the Avengers. Uh, a lot more happens in this one. Yeah. Um. In terms of kind of a breaking point, like this is an important issue. Uh, because it's the the rest of the uh, fence sitters getting off the fence, and you it's, know, en- enjoying the war. And it's uh, has a lot less of the Avengers talking, which I think is always successful to me. <laughs> at least, at least in this title, yeah, like I like uh, the Avengers talking in some titles, but I don't know that Christos Gage has the best uh, handle on those guys. Um, 
yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, yep. It's Christos Gage uh, on this uh, cover. It's just a fight and a fight we are going to see. Um, and yeah, the art in this is generally good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this uh, the Sandoval guy. Mm-hmm. You know, not too bad, not too shabby. Um, yeah, and my uh, my little uh, thing here decided to hang up. Oh, there we go. Yeah, just the uh, I couldn't sign. I knew we were complaining about the app last week. It won't recognize my password right now. Oh, good. So I had to read this on my computer, which was irritating. I had uh, usually re- refresh my memory while recording. I feel computer, like they had but. some sort of uh, unannounced um, hacker list or something uh, because or some mm. like leak because it just randomly logged me out of the app, which which is never done. And mm. I had to log back in. So I'm thinking like maybe they had to clear out everybody's cookies or logins or whatever. And like, nope, we're going to we're going to make sure the hackers can't get in. So. Which, yeah, ostensibly a good thing. Yeah. But, Follow at D- uh, DUFC Podcast for more news about Marvel hacking. <laughs> more complaining about the Marvel app. The, um, the only place on Twitter you can find complaining about Marvel. <laughs> the only place. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, yeah. So uh, we get into it. Uh, you know, they, they were just about to get it on and start, start fighting last time. Yes. Um, and we, we start with that. Um, you know, this, uh, rogue remembering her first time she fought Iron Man and now fighting him again. Yeah. Um, and this is going to, you know, we've got a, a couple of students and all of our teachers kind of out there. Uh, this is Iron Man, Cannonball or Iron Man, Falcon, Moon Knight, and She-Hulk on the Avengers side. And then Cannonball, Gambit, Rogue, uh, Mimic, who has joined the fight, who I think is still a student at this point. Um, and, uh, also a couple of other teachers that we'll get to later. I love this like splash page where everybody is just kind of mm-hmm. going at each other and Gambit's just upside down for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> just doing a little somersault Gambit. <laughs> he likes to flip. Yeah. Th- this comic respects Gambit a lot more than a later comic we're going to talk about this week. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, and again, we, we talked about this last time, I'm sure, but I love that the Avengers just send like the remainders. Yeah. Just whoever's left. The classic over. team up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, um, and very quickly, Iron Man takes out uh, Cannonball. Um, he's invulnerable while blasting, but he's not invulnerable to uh, an ultrasonic blast. Uh, and yeah. Cannonball is one of their heavy hitters. So this, this is going to hurt the Iron Man pretty bad. Yeah. This is a lot. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Rogues kind of has this internal monologue, um, about how they can't really win. Like we used to have a numbers advantage, but it doesn't really matter because they have an Iron Man. Yeah. You know, uh, and this is a, you know, at this point in the continuity, Rogue has learned to control her powers. Um, so this is a big deal when she kind of crosses this horizon and decides I have to do this old school. I'm going to start knocking people out and sucking out their powers and, uh, starts by taking Falcon out of the fight. Yeah. And this also has the benefit of uh, rendering the the person that she's touching unconscious. So it's going to take them out entirely out of the fight. She also uses Falcon's power to talk to birds to send a thousand birds at Iron Man, which I would read an entire comic book of Iron Man versus birds. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> How often do you think Iron Man just fly into Fallujah to bomb it or whatever and just runs straight up into a bird that just smashes into his helmet? Like, I mean, Ed, as much as that dude is flying, I would say yeah. it's, it's happened a, a dozens of times at this point. Like he's he lands at the UN and he's covered in dead bugs. He's, <laughs> you know? Have you ever ridden on a motorcycle? Like it just come back with a helmet just yeah. full of fucking mosquitoes and bugs and shit like that's exactly what the, like he's probably got a little like you know <laughs> iron man windshield wiper to clean it off before <laughs> he lands mini- somewhere. miniature jarvis comes out and sweeps it like yeah. at the apollo <laughs> like, sweeps off his face maybe it's like 12 uh, she, miniature jarvises and they're all doing the oompa loompa song <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> to clean the bug guts off master's mask 
Um, but she sends a bunch of birds to Iron Man, which I love. Just knowing he's not going to murder a bunch of innocent birds. You know, it's very funny uh, to me. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's really good, and then kind of takes this opportunity to uh, you know to punch him and get it get it a hit. Uh, but she obviously doesn't have enough strength. Uh, so she Hulk comes up to like kind of sucker punch her, but she has the Falcon's agility and sucks out, uh, she Hulk's power Yeah, as well. So now she's all hooked up, uh, and, um, it makes her, she, she doesn't realize at this point that like Jennifer was holding back all of the rage. Uh, and she just, it, and she just, she, she absorbs all of that and she almost instantly loses control to the point where she hits frenzy and just right across from the face. Uh, yep. which is her own team member. Like she, she's barely in control at this point. <clears throat> yeah. It's a, and she, you know, this is something that old school rogue did all the time. Um, you know, would, would be able to handle this, but this rogue is out of practice, like having multiple voices in her head, mm-hmm. you know, and that's going to come up later. Um, the students attempt to, re- you know, they retreat, uh, Kitty phases them in. the school's in lockdown. So she doesn't open the door. Um, and, uh, you know, she asks uh, chamber, like what's going on? And chamber's like, yeah, this is, things are going to shit. Um, you know, the team is, is getting fucked. Rogue is there, uh, and she's doing her best, but everybody, you know, Iron Man's there as well. And, uh, Kitty joins the fight at this point. Yep. And then we go back out, uh, and Rogue has kind of gotten control of herself, uh, just in time to see that, uh, you know, Iron Man blasting mimic. Um, it's really funny to me. I don't really know a lot about Mimic, but just that his powers are, do you remember the 1960 X-Men is really funny to me. Mm-hmm. Like not even like, <laughs> like I'm just going to do this. Like this is my power now. It, it's so weird. He joined the X-Men for like two issues in the sixties and then disappeared for a very long time. And then was the main character of exiles for a while. Um, I do not remember how he got wrapped back up with the, uh, the X-Men, the mainstream X-Men again. Um, but yeah, he's got like all the original X-Men's powers, but like to a lesser degree. So <laughs> sure. Cool. <laughs> the, I have the, the uh, power to make things kind of cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can chill your beer and I can push it off the table like a cat with my Cyclops beams. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I can read one sentence at a time of your mind. Right yeah. now you're thinking, we, why is this guy talking to me at the bar? I was clearly not interested. I was thinking about this today because uh, my cat was across the room, mm-hmm. like making eyes at me. Uh, how come in an X-Men comic, no one's ever used telekinesis to pet an animal? Oh, good question. Like, I would be using, if I was Jean Grey, all I would do is pet cats and dogs. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I guess the question there is if you could, because like half of the enjoyment of petting a, a, an animal is like feeling their fur and being able to feel that mm-hmm. warm flesh under your fingers. Can Jean Grey like feel what she touches? I know she like we we went into some of that with the new Grant Morrison's new X Men run. Yeah, but that was when she was all like kind of about to phoenix up. So I don't know if like her like Hope can. (laughs) Oh yeah, Hope could. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, Hope could. Yeah, Emma Frost could. Emma Frost. I guess Emma Frost doesn't have telekinesis. Yeah. Oh God, uh, Quentin Quire probably can, and he's probably used that to just a horrible, Dude. horrible reporter. <laughs> Absolute like he's yeah. just abused that but, power completely. But it'd be it'd be very nice to just be able to like I don't know. Every once in a while in Portland, like it it is etiquette to ask somebody if uh, you can say hi to their dog. Of course, yeah. when you walk by, mm-hmm. and nineteen people out of twenty are like, of course. But every once in a while, someone goes. Mm. No. And like makes a face at you. I'm like, I would love to stick it to those people by paying their dogs with my mind. Wow. Wow, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> just just gonna yeah. just gonna you know, just just barge in and pet their dog without consent. How dare you? Yeah. 
it's the prof- it's how what Professor X would do. <laughs> I was about to call him the so Professor that, Xavier oh. of dog bedding. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's a Pekingese. Um, this is uh during this whole thing when she's kind of losing control. Gambit is like, "Hey, are you doing okay?" And kind of trying to encourage her. Yeah, you know. He's like, you can handle this. Uh, and this distracts him long enough for Moon Knight to uh, knee him in the face. Yeah. And Gambit um, and Moon Knight trade some some quote unquote barbs back and forth. Uh, and then Gambit throws a couple of cards at him, which blows Moon Knight's like gloves off, uh, which apparently was yeah. Moon Knight's plan. So he could jump up and touch Rogue because uh, she's in full like power absorption mode. Uh, and again, I don't know a lot about Moon Knight. I've not read any of his comics or anything. I keep meaning to, but uh, apparently he has multiple personalities that he barely keeps under control. Yeah. So he is, uh, the, so this is instantly a problem the, for rogue. The log line for moon Knight is uh multiple personality, Batman yeah. basically who dresses in white. So he's easy to see at night. Um, <laughs> I can't the, wait for all uh, of so the, said, uh, all, all of the Twitter's the, the, the whole internet sphere to be thirsty for Oscar Isaac as moon Knight because they're just thirsty for that dude in general. So just having him as a completely insane Batman archetype is going to be very funny to me. It's, it's going to be balanced by how much it's a Marvel thing and how much Twitter hates that. They're going to be like, oh, yo, I am horny for this, but, but the military industrial complex, <laughs> I can't, they're fascist. Um, they, uh, they're really conflicted on Twitter that day. I'm sure it's going to be complicated. Uh, and Benson and Moorhead are directing that show. It's going to be even harder because then you get the art school people in what's cool to do, you know, Benson and Moorhead. Um, who is that? Is that the endless people? That's the, the endless guys are doing the moon Knight show. What? Did you know that? Yeah. No, no, I didn't. We must have we must have stumbled into this the last, and that's how I knew about the endless to watch it on your recommendation, and I just kind of forgot about the association. That's extremely exciting. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I I, I cannot wait to see what those dudes do with like cape shit. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about it. Um, but this this overwhelms Rogue as his plan. So all of her voices are talking to her, including uh, things from Mark Spector, who is Moon Knight's like past. Mm-hmm. You know the various uh, abuses he's received. And she pretty much just goes down at that point. Uh, and then Iron Man swoops in to fight Gambit and also explain to the audience what is happening with Rogue. Uh, and then just <laughs> yeah. blows away Gambit. He's like, you know, wow, you're pretty quick for my computer. Let me just make the beam wider. Uh, and meanwhile, Rogue is uh, still just kind of grappling with all these di- different personalities. And the last one she thinks of is the the rage of She-Hulk. He hurt Remy, make him pay. And she just slams into his stomach, into Iron Man's stomach and sends him like... Well, into his... Uh, into his Chest uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his capacitor thing. Mm-hmm. His arc reactor. His flex and, capacitor. Like, the rogue voice is like, doesn't he need that to live? And the other voice is like, yeah, that's why you had to hit him again. Um, it's real cool. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, I, I shouldn't kill an Avenger. Like that's, that's no good. You know, you don't live that down. No, um, not at all. Yeah. They, they give funerals to Avengers, not to X-Men. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're lucky, Xavier buries you in a car and throws you in the ocean. Um, the, that's uh, what we call a black widow. <laughs> I, I, I really wish this, uh, plan that Kitty Pryde did worked because it's badass. Mm-hmm. You know, she goes up to Frenzy and she's like, hey, I know you're new here. Do you know what a fastball special is? And Frenzy's like, I'm strong, not stupid. Of course I know what it is. And throws Kitty Pride through Iron Man, which I've never seen that before. And that's incredibly cool. That's very cool. Uh, yeah. Kitty Pride uh, disrupts technology when she goes through it. Um, it just doesn't work. Iron Man 
planned for this because he's a jerk. He has a contingency. I really, yeah. I don't like this um, for a couple of different reasons, but the main one is just because I like Kitty Pride and I don't like Iron Man. <laughs> I, like, I like Iron Man, but I like I, Kitty Pride more than yeah, Iron that's, Man. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm, yeah. Iron Man's fine. He's okay or whatever, but yeah. In in this scenario, I am in Avengers vs. X-Men, I am on the X-Men side. Yes. Um, the uh, I do like how where this ends, though, is Kitty Pride lands and she's like, Rogue, hey, listen, like, that suit of armor, armor, it's empty. It's a drone. Listen, there's not a person in there. There's not a person in there. Like, you can go fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, and so she does. Like, uh, Iron Man's about to take out Frenzy. She loses her, you know, loses her cool, goes up and just punches through his chest. And just um, literally rips apart his armor. Like, this is fucking awesome. Like, this just looks really yep. cool. I think that in the hands of a lesser artist, this would be completely muddled and really, really hard to read. But I was just, when he's like, even though the line is really stupid, so I'm going to, I'm rogue, so I'm giving you the boot. And she's like shoving her foot in the face or whatever. Like, it's still like really, really cool looking. Mm. For for the bad version of this, uh, the Avengers disassembled where She-Hulk rips the vision in half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's right. <laughs> um, that's that's that. a muddy art. Um, Gambit, of course, is, you know, still very close to Rogue. And he's like, you know, do you know who you are? Do you know where we are? What's going on? Uh, and she, you know, she gets back a hold of herself and she's like, I'm Rogue. And I just beat the Avengers again while crushing Iron Man's head into a cube. Hell yeah. Uh, in her hands. It's great. And then uh, the X-Men loads all of the unconscious Avengers up into their <laughs> plane. It's like, we're, we're going to just program the autopilot. And um, I love that so much. Can you imagine being back at the tower and like the, the Quinjet lands? And just a couple like unconscious Avengers <laughs> fall out. Like, so good. Just yeah. recently um, on the interstate down here, uh, I saw a report that a what they said was that the plane had to make an emergency landing onto the interstate. Uh, and that it landed and uh, touched down um, adjacent to a Ford F-150. And I'm like, did that motherfucker just land on a truck? Is that what you were trying to say through this? <laughs> and I'm just picturing the, the Quinjet or whatever just, oh, yeah, we, Iron Man being like, oh, yeah, we had to make contact with two F-350s and Captain America going like, do you mean you just wrecked two trucks? <laughs> yeah. Did you land on two trucks and the trucks drove you here? <laughs> like like a GTA cheat code? <laughs> like um uh it's a and this is what rogue says like we're not gonna get away with this like we can no longer sit on the sidelines because we just beat the crap out of the avengers and send them back in their their plane yeah Uh, we have to take a side uh tell rachel and iceman tell them that we're in and there's a little bit of back and forth between her and gambit where he's like are you sure like you didn't really want this fight like and she's like no 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 this is i was afraid of my past and i can't be afraid of that anymore this is our future and we have to start looking forward um yeah and that's I'm, i like it i'm i'm excited to have a uh, rogue you know be on the front lines yeah me too especially like badass yeah. rogue like this like this is really cool yeah yeah this is this is this is some great rogue content truly one of the best x-men like she's great and um, uh this is the last issue i think that's going to take place before the events of avengers versus x-men 5 so in the next yeah. three, make sure you kind of caught up with this because in the next three, we're going to start seeing the the results of five random X-Men getting uh, Phoenix powers. So, yeah, but and it, and it, it always goes well in superhero comics when someone gets a lot of power and decides to make a utopia. Absolutely. And fix the world. <laughs> it always, always goes well. Always a positive. <laughs> never, never a yeah, net you're loss. Have you ever read The Authority or Stormfront mm-hmm. or Squadron Supreme or any of those comics? Planetary. Always work out great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is a fun, fun episode. Yeah, fun um, issue. I like one this of the a things lot. that 
this weeks of comics did for me is I was just like, man, I got to like read more of the comics that are around this of this era. Cause it's, it's well after I checked out and I just, uh, have just been feeling real spread thin. So I haven't had a chance to, but the next thing we're going to talk about the issue of uncanny X-Men is fucking incredible. It's huge Grant Morrison vibes. And I really, uh, want to read the stuff that leads to it and everything that <laughs> comes from it. So yeah, I did that big, uh, cause I got it. We, we, I was so excited about AVX. Uh, I was, and I didn't know enough about hope summers. So I was like, or hope I should say, um, Mm-hmm. hope summers right yeah hope summers um so i read like a bunch of stuff leading up to this and then just stopped when i caught up with all of the avx issues and so i'm so looking forward to getting back to all of these stuff that i was reading before before because i didn't want to jump ahead of the podcast too much like i didn't want to not for any like spoiler reasons but i just kind of like to keep attention focused on exactly what we're doing and we go at a relatively slow pace like normally i could chew out you know 40 issues in a couple of days right yeah um as opposed these to take seven minutes to read yeah yeah as, as opposed to four every comics, two weeks true um, truly one of the worst values for your dollar when you're buying them individually uh but the uh, the uncanny run by karen gillian is just great it's so great yeah um I, I i love it uh it's uh so you know so far it is uh it is incredibly good yeah uh if you like this go to uh patreon.com slash tv donate some bucks give us some money you get a bunch of benefits all of that stuff is is well organized and laid out on the patreon website you'll be able to figure everything out very easily it means a lot to us if you do that Mm -hmm. yeah and then you can uh, tell your friends you have x-men friends which you should Mm -hmm. um you by the time you know one of those those memes by the time you're 40 you should have a certain number of x-men friends (laughs) uh tell them about the podcast absolutely yeah let them know what's happening with it let them know that we are the funniest x-men podcast Probably. Yeah, and yeah. there are no other ones. Yep, no other ones. No one's really thought to have this idea, which I thought was really strange. So it's incredible. Yeah, no one's ever talked about the X Men on the internet. Uh, we'll so. we'll be back in a couple of days with more AVX. Mm-hmm.